This episode is about the constraints-led approach, coming in reference to the Perception Action podcast. This is an episode to EWS Post of the Week, where a relevant publication on psychology in sports is mentioned and reviewed. With the aim of promoting content that is useful for athletic development at psychological and physical level, here is today's reference with your host Gonzalo Marques. And yes, this is indeed a relevant episode with a topic that's useful for athletic development, both at the physical and psychological levels, I believe. I think there wasn't a post of the week so far that fitted this intro jingle so precisely. That's how important I consider this next approach to stimulate athletes or students in physical education classes and to get them closer of efficiently work their sports practice. And this is an approach to be had to stimulate problem-solving capabilities, both mentally, strategically and in movement, or body movements I should say, that will consequently build up more resilience and resources overall. It is called CLA, Constraints-Led Approach, and it's backed up by science and by several physical education teachers and athletes. I brought this topic for this post of the week inspired by what I've heard so far on the Perception Action podcast, hosted by specialist Rob Gray, a professor of human systems engineering, and there he has a five-part episode just about CLA in coaching. And in all of this, he goes in depth with explanations, examples and studies he cites. And seriously, it's not too much to compliment Rob's work on this podcast. Rob is active on this field for 25 years as a researcher, professor and high-performance consultant and the contents he publishes there are very straightforward, useful and in the same token as much theoretical as they are practical, meaning ready to be applied to one's practice. As he tells, he is on a journey to understand how we acquire and adapt our perceptual motor skills, always with this aim of discovering and discussing how psychological research can be applied to improving performance, accelerating skill acquisition and designing technologies or methods of training. Sure enough, on this episode I will not distill what he tells there, nor I will be able to dive for many examples or dive in a reflection about its elements of CLA. And because of that, I will just redirect you for these episodes I just told in a link in the description. And I can promise that in the near future, I will have an episode dedicated solely to this at EWS. Now, I must give you an overview of this acclaimed approach. This is a hands-on strategy to teaching and learning where the serious factor of play can enter. Why do I say this in this manner? Because there are creative ways to implement some obstacles or the quote-unquote constraints in drills and exercises that will challenge the performer to succeed somehow. That's the gist of it, but what involves this CLA exactly, you might ask? Well, nothing much more than that, meaning that through the manipulation of certain constraints introduced on a task or environment, 
new or different information is presented to the performer. From here, he is challenged and becomes oriented to find his own movement solutions to the problems that were faced from there, or simply solutions to the goals needed to be achieved. Well, what you just heard was something probably easy to understand. But to assimilate this or put it into practice is a harder task for sure. At EWS we aim to translate the theory and mental principles into practice the best way possible. But it all comes down to you. Take a moment to really reflect. Is this good for me? What can I do today to implement it? Again, the keyword practice. How can you translate this into practice? Practice it and go ahead. Keep enjoying the process of efficiently working sports. This is a straightforward explanation. But still, the countless combinations of ideas and degrees one can go after this, on specific tasks, can offer a set of broad alternatives for sports training or physical development. And exactly on this. Have you noticed how the implementation of constraints can be beneficial? In other words, obstacles can be good friends for an athlete and bring him some gains. This is counterintuitive with the idea anyone have at first sight that constraints, uh, obstacles, are physical barriers in this case and are to be avoided. Because if we face them, we will be limited. And how much easier would it be if we were loose and free from those, right? Well, although this can have its space in its truth, it's also truth that being somewhat limited performing a task in an appropriate manner can make oneself grow his capabilities and skills. In short, constraints will challenge you, stimulate you, and propel your development. Wait, excuse me, before you continue on for the episode, I will just ask you for a review. This is a common request, I know, and I imagine it can be tedious to do so, to divert now, and I am aware you as a listener just want to grow through. However, if you do so on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, it makes an important contribution for EWS growth and for us to keep providing relevant contents for you to actualize your sports practice and mental game and also for me to be able to continue to bring in great guests. Moreover, each month we randomly select their two winners to receive exclusive material that will assist them reaching their full sporting potential. Also, it is important for me to hear your feedback, so head over there please, the links are in the description as always alongside with the timestamps. See ya! And the ways to achieve this, again, to achieve a balance and the appropriateness I've mentioned is where the gold is. But again, this is not an episode to go in depth on the ideas around that, you now know where to go for that, I just wanted to provide this tweak on the common perception we have on obstacles. Remember, they are not invariably a boogeyman, let's say, but rather they can be helping fairies along the way. Hey you, athlete, student or worker of some kind. We want to know real cases, so tell us, from what you've heard, what have you been missing out? What is one idea that popped into your mind while listening? Feel free to share in the comments so we can assist you further. See ya! 
So, as you might have noticed, all the views that CLA takes suggest that every movement of any person is in a close relationship with the environment, and the introduction of some variables that will change this relationship, these are called the constraints, and these will make the execution of the task different, usually to be more difficult, usually for the person to find her own solutions for the movement effectiveness. And there are three categories of constraints that can take form. They are performer ones, environment and task constraints. The performer ones are individual to the person performing and tend to both the physical side and the mental function side. They can be weight, height, fitness levels, muscle type or genetic makeup. And they can be the varying motivations and motivation levels, affects and cognitive efforts. Besides these two groups, there is also an important factor to take in account, which is the prior skill level, meaning that these should be taken into account when designing activities within lessons or drills in sports. On this category, we have little control over them, the constraints, as you might imagine, but it is good to have awareness of those to adapt expectations and strategies. The environmental constraints. Here enter a bunch of things. Not only the most obvious and immediate ones, like the amount of light, the surface of play, temperature, potential distractors, among others, but also enters the social-cultural elements within the person's environment. I mean, things like the parental support, expectations, peer groups, and other values and cultural norms. On this, as you can see, there's a wide scope of elements, and they can either hinder or facilitate the learning process in the younger ones. A quick general tip I leave for this area is to provide an environment that values and prizes learning and the quote-unquote to have a go on experimentation. This above all else. And this to make a contrast to those that majorly value winning solely, no matter what. But this is just one example to leave as a mention here, among several others that we keep sharing on other EWS episodes. And finally, CLA have task constraints, the third category. For many, the most important and practical, in the sense that these are the easiest to manipulate and adjust in their levels. Here we pack rules, equipment, playing areas, goals, opponents, and other possible additional information. These can be very well indeed direct learners to acquire certain desirable movement solutions. So, as you might be imagining, this is situational learning. I believe that many coaches and parents and teachers do much of this intuitively. All in all, ensuring lots of variability in practice or in learning a set of skills is beneficial. A focus is made more on quality of practice and on qualities for the practice rather than on quantity and mere repetition of movements, and that's important. And that's all that I lay out here today. For more information, check out the links I leave in the description. They are really relevant, I don't tire myself off of saying this. You will not regret exploring those if you're an athlete or a coach, and I remind you, Professor Rob Gray is rocking in his podcast. With almost 350 episodes so far, 
I can only encourage you to go there and search for wherever you are seeking more help or knowledge for your practices. I recommend for that you use the hotkeys Ctrl F in your keyboard to find the keywords that you are most interested in learning more about. But before you do that, now that you got a glimpse about this fascinating topic, well at least it is fascinating to us here at EWS, please think about it. Can you find what are some obstacles or constraints that you once thought to be harmful for your practice or development, and that now you know it made a positive impact? I remind you that you can write a comment right there on some podcast apps, on our Instagram at ewsport.eu, or even by sending a quick voice message on the clickable link I leave right at the end of this episode description. If you prefer to stay anonymous, this is a good option. All simple and free. So take the time to do so, and take a step to be closer of efficiently work your sports practice. Until then, take care. To assist you in efficiently work your sport, we intend to pertain the most correct views possible and give a shout out to what potentially promotes sports performance and mental health. We recommend checking out the whole post for an integrate view. Again, to learn more about psychology in sports, go to ewsport.eu.